Hello and welcome to Conversations, a podcast featuring stories about kindness and compassion and how one message, or story in this case, at just the right moment can change someone's entire day, outlook, or life. My name is Megan Murphy, your host and founder of the Kindness Rocks Project, a grassroots movement of many that can now be found in over 25 countries around the world. Hi there. Welcome. Today, I am so happy to have a dear friend as my guest, Roberta Cannon. Roberta and I have been friends for several years. We met through a friend's house and we both discussed the work that we did and found that we had a lot in common. Roberta has been reaching out to many of the project members and learning about their stories about what finding a rock or creating a rock has meant for them. So she's here today to share possibly a little bit about her own story, I'm not sure, but also to share some of the stories that have been shared with her about the project. So I'm going to let Roberta introduce herself and tell a little bit about who she is and we're going to go from there. So welcome, Roberta. Thank you, Megan. I'm very excited to be here. Yes, we have a wonderful friendship, and it's grown over the years through the Kindness Rocks Project. I've been a registered nurse for 47 years. Wow. I am a writer. I've been a freelance writer for about 15 years. I took a couple of years off from nursing a few years ago to do something different, and I was lucky enough to be hired by a local newspaper to be a general assignments reporter. So that's how I became a writer and have been doing freelance writing ever since, which I really enjoy. And this project is great because it helps me to do interviews with wonderful people and learn about their stories and get to talk to them and learn more about how the Kindness Rocks Project has affected them. That is awesome. That is really great. I'm just so grateful, number one, for our friendship. Number two, you do amazing work. Roberta is such an impactful, I would say, writer. Many of her articles that she has published for Cape Cod Healthcare here have really helped so many people. She sheds light on some of the things that people are nervous about, whether it's different surgeries or illnesses that they have. And and she interviews doctors and provides knowledge at a time when people need it through words. Thank you. I really enjoy doing that also. Yeah, well, words are really powerful, right? Yes, they are. Speaking of that, I know you have some really great stories to share with us, so I'm going to let you dive in and and maybe introduce who who this person was that you had interviewed and and share a little bit about it. Sure. So the way we get stories, we probably should explain that, is the emails that you receive through the website. And we get to see a bit of everyone's world from all the emails that you receive and the people we talk to along the way. And I've been honored to be with you sometimes when we meet other people who go so, get so excited, feel like I'm with a star sometimes because they go, you're the kindness rocks lady. But in actuality, Megan is a real down-to-earth, very kind, compassionate person. And if she wasn't, she wouldn't be doing this project. A lot of people reach out to her, and we're always kind of curious what the backstory is because in an email, you don't always pick up the whole story. And I think it's important for people to realize that these rocks touch everyone somehow in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, so this first story I'm going to talk about, her name is Bex. She lives in Kansas. And I think that's what's important too is because these come from all over the world. Yeah. And, and that's pretty amazing. India, Ireland, Scotland, 
England, Australia, New Zealand. We just hear from you, just hear from everybody. So yeah, it's it's very difficult for me to kind of put them in a, s- a sense of order in my inbox, whether it be messaging through Facebook or Instagram or through the website. So I do my best to try and you know funnel through them all. It is my number one goal and responsibility to let everybody know that they matter, and I've listened to their story and I try to respond to every single person. But there are hundreds of stories that come in every day. And not one of them is more important uh, or in, more inspirational than the other. They all are just beautiful. And so you're going to share a few today. And then hopefully I will actually also be live podcasting these people as well or over the phone and many other people who are listening. So continue to share your stories. But yeah, go ahead, Roberta. Exactly. And I think that's the important thing. You're a one person show reviewing all these emails and trying to respond as best you can. So yeah, I think it's, it's a good piece of information for people to know that you do receive hundreds of emails every day and you're the one who reads them and you're the one who responds to them. So yeah, I think yeah. that's very important for people to know. So Bex is a woman who needed a liver transplant. And if anyone has ever been in a dire situation where they need a transplant, it's, it's basically life or death. And she had been sick for quite a while to the point of being so weak that she only just had enough energy to sleep. Mm. So if you can imagine, when we're all exhausted, we lie down on the couch, we take a nap, and then we get up and do other things. Her only energy was to sleep. There had been two missed opportunities for her to receive a transplant already, but she remained hopeful that a third one would save her life. It was another long day of blood work and tests at the University of Kansas Medical Center five years ago. And it was a two and a half hour drive from her home to the center, which drained her of any strength to walk into the hospital while anticipating another long day at the clinic. And she said to me, my husband drove, thank goodness, because I slept most of the time. It's all the energy I had. He practically had to carry me to the car and he threatened to even go in the bathroom with me because I would just collapse. I was at my end. So she insisted that she would go into the bathroom herself and her husband reluctantly let her go on that day. And she said, I just remember just being at rock bottom, no pun intended, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just dragging myself out of a chair was such a chore. It's hard to even put it into words. So she said she went into the bathroom and she splashed some cool water on her face and wondered who the stranger was looking back at her in the mirror because she didn't even recognize herself anymore. And as she was drying her face with a paper towel, she looked down at the sink and there on the counter was a blue painted rock. And written in white letters was the message, don't ever give up. Mm. She said, just seeing it was a stunning, almost a shock, like the cold water I had splashed on my face. It was so surreal. I just got goosebumps reading this. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't supposed to be there, a painted rock in a bathroom. And a lot of that time in my life was kind of blurry, she said, but that moment was so crystal clear. She said, I remember thinking, well, that's appropriate. It's the right color for this place. And the reason she thought that was the University of Kansas School University Stadium was across the street from the clinic, and the school colors were the same blue as the rock. So she said, I questioned who did this. I have no idea who left it there, but the rock helped me get through the day. She put the rock in her pocket, even though it added weight to what she was wearing. She was cold all the time, wore two jackets, an assortment of shirts, and sweaters to keep warm. And even though the size of the rock was about the size of the palm of her hand, it didn't bother her to carry the extra weight. 
She said, I just stuck it in my pocket, and it meant something to me that day. I kept it with me, and it gave me some little piece of strength. It's a spiritual moment as if there was a divine hand guiding. Someone, somewhere, before I went into the bathroom, put it in there. It's huge because a stranger did this with no idea whatsoever where it would go, who would receive it, or if it was going to make any kind of difference. And that is just so wonderful. So she has received her liver transplant. It's been successful. She's doing well. She's had a long recovery. She said she is grateful for the rock she found and the person who thought to leave a message of hope for her. She keeps that rock on her desk as a reminder of how someone thought of her that day. She said the project is really, and Megan said this, the project mm-hmm. is really about connection. But I'll leave you with this thought from Bex, and it is, a stranger did this with no idea whatsoever where it would go, who would receive it, or even if it was going to make any kind of difference. And that is just so powerful. Yeah, her story is amazing. I think um, the important thing to realize, and you and I have talked about this, is not even the rock itself so much. It's the message that's delivered and received. Yeah, I like to say, you know, it's the art of connecting. But really, when someone takes the time to give to others a message that they need themselves... So for the giver, it's, you know, releasing something, a message that they would want to find themselves. But the receiver, it lets them know that they're not alone. That's right. Because they connect to that message at just that right moment that they need it. And they think, wow, Mm -hmm. somebody else made this for me and they understand what I'm going through. Well, that's right. And I can't even imagine how lonely she must have felt. I mean, I know she had her husband with her and I've been through serious illness and I know how lonely it can feel even with people around you. So I can relate to her having found that rock at just that moment when she was at her lowest point, which probably gave her the energy to keep going one more day. And that transplant came in and she's living a good life right now. Wow. I think this is an important story because this relates to children and it also relates to a person who gives the rock. This is about a family in Arkansas. They live in rural Arkansas. They live near a riverbed on their farm where they collect rocks. And the reason the family started painting rocks was because one of the children, her name is Amanda. And Amanda was having a hard time in school. I forget how old she is. I think she was only about 11 or 12 and just wasn't making a lot of friends. And family started collecting rocks and painting them. And so her little brother would watch them do this. And his name is Max. Now Max is six years old. And he painted a rock, and, and this is such a good point. It didn't have a message on it. It had a banana on it, <laughs> and he called it his banana man rock. And the reason I think that people should be aware that, you know, I have people say to me, well, I'm not creative at all. I can't write. I can't draw or anything like that. So it's important for people to know that even just a character on the rock is going to make somebody's day. So Max had made some rocks, and they had left them at a hospital in their area. And he received this letter from a patient, and it said, Dear Max, I got this rock while I was receiving radiation for my cancer. I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to paint it. It really encouraged me while going through a difficult time. Now that I'm finished with my treatments and doing well, I thought you might want to have the rock back. Thank you very much. Max's mom said he was so surprised when he got the letter. 
And when I showed him that it was posted on the Kindness Rocks Facebook page, it was a very big deal. <laughs> I know the day I was calling them to do the interview, and Max really didn't say much. Six-year-olds don't really talk much. He was so excited. He got up that morning and was just so excited he was going to be interviewed about his rocks. And the other thing his mom explained was that, and I apologize, his mom's name is Amanda, not his sister. She said that kindergartners, when they draw things, don't usually give them away. If they have something they cherish, they don't like to give it to anybody. So she said for him to have left this rock behind at the hospital was a very big deal to him. And then to have someone respond to that was unbelievable. His sister's name is Ruby, and she started doing rocks when she was eight. She's 12 now. I think what's important about this, too, is not only did Max, as a six-year-old, understand the importance of doing this, But they as a family have pulled together, and this is a family project now. And they fill baskets, and they deliver painted rocks to nursing homes in the Claude Parrish Radiation Therapy Institute at the North Arkansas Regional Medical Center. So the rock had a bright yellow face on it with straight-up red hair, big eyes, and a smile. And that's what got the patient through his treatment. So his mom said, painting rocks has become a great family activity. It is something we all do together, sit down at the table and enjoy each other's company. There aren't a whole lot of things left today where you can do that. And this is the one activity we can all do. And Max's message to others is to tell other kids it is important to help others. Both beautiful stories about how the impact of one small act of kindness can make Such a big difference, and you never would even imagine, right? Well, absolutely. And also, I think it touches on so many areas in our lives. You know, these days, the challenges of families trying to do things together. Yeah. But also a family showing others and other children and other families that they can do this and spread kindness just simply sitting down and painting rocks, you know, and doing it together. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. And, And also teaching our children that their acts make a difference and create a ripple. Because I'm, I'm sure that children don't always understand and see that, but when they can feel pride that something that they did did make an, uh, a difference and an impact. Imagine Max when he's in high school and he thinks back to that, right? Absolutely. I mean, and it's teaching them. I mean, it's modeling for them, but it's also teaching them that it's a wonderful thing to do. And then the person who received the rock was able to let him know how much it meant to him. These are two great stories, and I know we have one more, and I'm going to save that third story for another podcast we'll interview about, but I hope to have uh, Back to Bex have her on, because I know that from her story, after finding that rock in the bathroom at the hospital, it sparked creativity for herself, and she does a lot of art Mm -hmm. in her community now, so that's like the ongoing story, so I, I can't wait to interview her to hear that as well. And I just want to thank you, Roberta, because you're giving voice and putting words back to where um, we started with this to some really impactful and inspiring stories from the project. And you're going to be a a recurring guest on the podcast. I'm just letting you know right now. Happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah. So if any of you are listening and you too have a story that you want to share, go over to thekindnessrocksproject.com and share your story and possibly Roberta will reach out to you and You can share your story with her if you're shy about coming on the podcast, or you can click on the podcast link and we can set up a phone podcast interview directly. So whichever way works for you, can't wait to hear from you because just as one message at just the right moment can change someone's entire day, outlook, or life, I think, Roberta, we can all agree that one story, right? 
Absolutely. Can do the same thing. Yeah. And one story can do the same thing. Yeah. And you're, you're a writer and you share stories. So it's my thing. I really like to do it. I encourage anyone who wants to just share their story, even if they don't want us to contact them or be on the podcast, just to let you know that meant something to them and how it's affected their lives. They don't always have to come forward age of media, a lot of people don't always like to do that. So. Yeah, absolutely. So great point. Well, thank you so much, Roberta, for joining me today and sharing these great stories. I'm sure the listeners enjoyed listening to you. Oh, thank you. Thank okay. you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this week's version of Kindversations. If you want to learn more about the Kindness Rocks Project, you can visit thekindnessrocksproject.com or follow us on Instagram at the Kindness Rocks Project, Facebook, or on Twitter at the Kindness Rock because there were not enough letters to add project to that. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us and we'll have a new conversation next week.